What's up and welcome to the Single Player Experience. I'm your host Sebastian Malden and today we're talking about the JRPGs that single player gamers should definitely check out. I say we because for a topic this massive and expansive, I had to call in some backup. My guest today is the one and only Cam Hawkins. Cam is a video game writer who's written many great video game reviews. You may have seen some of his work on IGN. In this episode, Cam is going to give us his top 5 single player games of 2022 that he recommends, and we're going to discuss some of the most underrated games that came out in 2022. We've got all this and more on this episode of the Single Player Experience. DJ, start the intro. This is the Single Player Experience, the podcast that helps single player gamers manage their video game backlog. I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and my main quest is to help you manage your ever-growing video game backlog by letting you know which single-player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single-player experience. Now, without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, like I said in the intro, we have a very special guest with us today. He is a games writer. He's a host. You may have seen him on IGN. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the one, the only, Cam Final Mix Hawkins. Cam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Man, no, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. You, you were one of those guests that when you agreed to be on the show, I just like I had to fist bump, and I'm like, I'm so excited to have you here today. So I'm glad to get into it. But for the people who might not know you, can you introduce yourself to the audience? My name's Cam Hawkins, or like that's what the industry goes, you know, calls me by. And uh, I'm a video games writer and host. You know, most of my most recent stuff has been on IGN.com. I got to do some posting during E3 time in 2021 with IGN, which was really cool. You know, I've been featured on GameSpot. I have some stuff on Fanbytes. I originally uh, wrote back at DualShockers.com. So that's kind of where I got my start. Um, you know, I've been doing this for going on four years now. And um, it's uh, it's uh, great, you know, still working to get that full-time gig. But, you know, uh, we're out here grinding and... Uh, Oh, yeah. And then I have um, a Kingdom Hearts podcast, Unlocking Kingdom Hearts, where uh, me, um, some other Kingdom Hearts experts like Jonathan Dornbush, uh, former IGN, and Alexa Ray Korea, who is a video game uh, narrative writer at EA, and uh, Kevin Diaz, who's a newbie to the series, uh, who's over at PlayStation Source. You know, the four of us are basically playing through the series, going through each game, talking about what we like about it, what we don't like about it, the themes, um, basically everything that makes that series special. And uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, basically uh, me. So random question. What is yeah. your favorite world so far in Kingdom Hearts? So far? I mean, like, so, you know, I think most people were disappointed with how Kingdom Hearts 3 turned out. I still think Kingdom Hearts 3 is a good game, mm -hmm. but I just don't think that it met the astronomically high expectations that it had and i love toy story like i love toy story the original toy story is my favorite movie of all time and so like part of that makes me really happy even though the world didn't really wasn't designed or shook out the way i wanted a toy story world to be i really love um space paranoids from kingdom hearts 2 you know the tron world is very cool I love Mulan. I love the Mulan world in, in Kingdom Hearts 2. Like one of the few criticisms I have about Kingdom Hearts 2, it's not even a criticism. It's just like a personal thing that I 
I just wish that that world was like more end game. Oh yeah, for sure. Of just how much I enjoyed being there. Those are probably the ones that stick out to my mind the most. And then the Fantasia world and Dream Drop oh, Distance that was really good. is so great as well. Yeah, those are those are probably the big ones there. Okay, okay. I personally lean towards like the Tarzan world from the first game. Really? Deep Jungle? I, okay. Yeah, I it's a weird one. Don't get me wrong. Like I it was one of those where I almost felt like I didn't have a challenge in the game until I got to that point. And then like the for some reason the difficulty spike with the monkeys, like the monkey heartless was just like yeah. kind of shot up there. And I don't know. I've always loved that boss fight where what is his name? Um Clayton. Clayton, yeah. The Clayton. Yeah, where he's riding the 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 mantis. The chameleon or whatever. Chameleon. That that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. I always yeah. really liked that boss fight. I, I thought that was like unique. And I don't know necessarily where the chameleon part came from. I, I thought he would have been like riding maybe the the like leopard or something that you sub so I, th- I think his name is Sabor. Sabor. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. That sounds the, familiar. The yeah. Leopard. You you run into the cheetah or le- le- leopard or cheetah that appears every now and then when you're exploring the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought yep. you would I thought he would maybe fight like ride a heartless adaptation of that or something like that. So a little weird, but I, I really enjoyed that world in, from the first one. Okay. But, I respect yeah. it because I like, you know, for me, that's not I don't really care for that world at all. Mm-hmm. So I I respect it. So, you know, good on you there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I got to ask you, so for all my first time guests, I'll, I do a putting you on the spot, like major top five questions. So what is your top five games of all time, Cam? Sure. Yeah. So Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix is my favorite game of all time. Pokemon Crystal is my second favorite game of all time. Mass Effect 2 is my third favorite game of all time. Rock Band 2 is my fourth <laughs> favorite game of all time. A lot of sequels. Yeah, That's exactly like what sequels. I was about to say. The sequel love. <laughs> And man, like this is a recent game and it's not currently what I like. If I look at my personal list, it's not listed there, but I can't stop. I like ever since I finished playing it and which was like last year, like early, like, you know, middle of last year, I can't stop thinking about the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky second chapter, uh, which is again, that one is more of a like part two of a two part story than a sequel. Mm -hmm. Um, It it, like it's kind of like Naruto shippuden of naruto that's the best way i could explain it like you can't you can't play the second game with they're so fundamentally like two parts of one whole that it it, like it does it a disservice of like not ranking them like next to each other but the second chapter is where like all the real payoff and everything is and like you know there's certain boss fights in that game that like when you think of like the narrative and and this is like a whole tangent i can go on on just this <laughs> series it's so like underplayed and i recently discovered it and again in the recent years and i've been playing through the series over the past few years there's like nine games out right now oh wow and yeah the 10th game comes out next year and i'm currently on game number 7 um oh, wow. so i'm you know i've been playing yeah but they are it's a phenomenal series. Uh, like, in my opinion, the most underrated, overlooked franchise that exists in gaming. It's that good. It's the second game in the overall series. And, like, it is just phenomenal. Like, I was so, like, sad when it was over because of just how great and how well-written and the characters are and, like, the dialogue and the world-building. It's It's a really phenomenal series that, you know... I could get into more, but if you love JRPGs, look into the Legend of Heroes series because you, like, you're really missing out 
on some of the best stuff in gaming, like period, in my opinion, if that tickles your fancy. So is each game like big and beefy, similar to like a Dragon Age? Um, so, so it varies. Like some, I would say like some games uh, can be as short as 30 to 35 hours. That's not bad. But then other games can range between 80 and 90. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. So like like part one was like 30, 35 hours. And then I think I hit like 80 hours on cha- on second chapter. Oh, was that mostly like side quests though? I did it for both games. You know, for both games, I did the side quests when they were available to me because the side quests are really good in both like in, in those games that, uh, yeah, they're long games, but like, again, just super well fleshed out characters, like party members that you truly care about. Like it really like, it's one of those games that even though it's an old game, like the first two games came out like early 2000s, those games have made me enjoy other games less because oh, wow. of how, because of how good I'm like, man, this is like, you know, like this JRPG, like it's serviceable, like it's serviceable. Like, but man, when I think when I compare it to like, you know, obviously like kingdom hearts has like great cast of characters that I love, but I wouldn't consider them like a party of characters where you're no, like, for sure you know, it's not the same way as like traditional JRPGs. But when I play this game and then you get exposed to all these characters and I just like compare it to other. I mean, this year there was a lot of JRPGs that came out, but like you know, outside of like Xenoblade Three, and even with Xenoblade Three, I recently finished Xenoblade Three. The party's okay for me. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. like blown away. I actually, this is an unpopular opinion, so people can take you know whatever opinion you know uh, they want from what I'm saying. But I actually like Xenoblade Two the most by quite a wide margin. And while I think that Rex, who is the main protagonist in that game, can be super annoying and the, you know, voice acting for him is terrible as a party and just the way that they uh, connect with each other. I I really, really love how that, you know, how that party, the chemistry between the characters and just the way the game ends is very, very touching that I just like, I really love this party and I'm sad. Like, it's one of those things like, I'm sad to see these characters go. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sad that this is the end of their story. Like that's, that's when you know that you have a good party. And like, when I was done with this story, like I was like devastated. I was just like, no, I like, because you know, they're th- these games, they're separated in arcs. So there's like the trails in the sky trilogy, which, you know, and the third game really isn't like the third act. It's more like a bridge game to help set up the next act. So the first two games are really the big chunk of it. And the third one is kind of like you saying goodbye to those characters and transitioning. But the journey, the what's happening in the third game isn't remotely as interesting because it focuses on other characters. So it's just like, it sucks because like you get to these this new cast of characters and it's all like really well done. It's really well written. But you just think about the other cast and it's just like, I like you guys a lot and you're super, <laughs> you're still better than most JRPG parties, but you're not this crew. You're not this crew. And it might be a, like a final fantasy thing where it's like, Oh, your favorite final fantasy is like the first one you play or, Oh, Oh, like, you know, your, your favorite JRPG is like the, one of the first ones you play or, or whatever. And you just have that, like that kind of uh, emotional connection um, to sub, Yeah. Just super subjective more than you know more than most games connection to that group that like there's more than just what the game presents that is going to make you be like oh man 
I love this cast more than this original cast that I fell in love with. And so like, I don't know if that is the case for me where I'm just like, and I think that that is the arc that everyone should start with because you can kind of do whatever you like start on any arc. But I think that the trails in the sky trilogy is the way to go. Cause it does like the world building. It does like the history and everything. It really sets up the whole universe a lot better than the second and third arcs of the story. Okay. You know, um, you can still do it. It's just, I just think you don't get as much out of it um, as someone who's played them at this point. But yeah, I gone, I went on way too long, but legend of hero series. It's phenomenal. I highly recommend y'all playing it. Man, that sounds dope. But like the way you were describing it is kind of very similar to how I feel about Persona in the sense to where yeah. like, I really get attached to that party. Oh, and yeah. really Like they feel like they're a part of my like squad. Like they like I know them personally, you know, like yeah. so I kind of I get it completely. Like Persona 5 is one of those games to where I played it and I was absolutely enthralled with like everyone. Like I wanted like everyone sure. felt like they were my neighbors or my friends or even like you know, like some of them were my ride or die. So I'm like, I, I completely understand that. Yeah. Do you Have you only played five or have you played three or four yet? I, you know, I've never played three or four. Like, because four is that for me. Four is oh, like, wow. yeah, four was, I mean, and granted, it was my first persona. Mm-hmm. And so again, like similar to like, oh, first Final Fantasy, first whatever. But like that party of characters and there are some like issues with that game from a like a social standpoint, for sure. Um, with some of the characters and how they handle certain topics but in the sense of just like because the thing with four compared to five is like five is like you know you start at this school but it builds into like literally like you're saving the world type stuff for sure four is a lot more intimate it's a lot more small scale and it's like there's a murderer that's like a serial killer in this town basically and you're and you're trying to find out who the serial killer is and it all takes place in this rural town um, that's very small and it, it just makes everything feel more, again, more intimate, more grounded, more personal. So it just made everything feel more, uh, I guess, effective at the end of the day for me. Like five is still a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that Final Fantasy seven remake and arguably uh, for at least from word of mouth, I haven't played it yet. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven or like the three like JRPGs, like they have set the modern standard, right? Like for Golden, for me, no, I've played three. Um, I haven't played three as a female protagonist, which I've heard it's it's much better. But I played three. I've played four Golden. I've played five. Four Golden is definitely still my favorite of the series. But again, it might be again just that it was my first Persona, and so I experienced it in a in a way that kind of surpasses like you know like oh i'm playing the next persona i really like this cast but it's not this cast yeah they're not um, the, so, they're not the ogs you know yeah exactly so mm-hmm. that might that might affect you when you play four golden because also like there's just been a big quality of life jump between four golden and five like so that might affect you you know for me like because you know there are a lot of people nowadays are like old game is old and i'm just like what is that supposed to mean like no. i don't know like I, you know so i i like playing old games um so I'm really excited to play um, three and four again. I actually, it is funny. I actually never finished four. I, I played a lot of it, but I never finished it. Are you and going I, to when it comes to Game Pass? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and I've started it a few more times since. Like when it came to Steam, I bought it, but I just was like, I don't have the time to do this, you know? <laughs> and then I was just like, it's going to come to, I, I knew it was going to come to console. I was like, mm-hmm. I was, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait for it to come to Switch. I'll play it on Switch. Or it's going to be on Game Pass. I'm like, okay, I'll play it on Game Pass, you know? my first time around 
but yeah, I uh, I really love four golden. I really can't wait. Like I kn- I know how the rest of the game like plays out. I just never got to finish it uh, due to like a long unnecessary story that I need uh, that I didn't need to tell. <laughs> Man, that sounds cool though. I'm I'm so excited to play um Persona Four and Three after like playing five, and I I'm not one of those old games as old unless like the system didn't age very well, and then sure. then I kind of like it's kind of a struggle for me to get into it if I have to feel like I'm fighting the game so to speak to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But like games, I feel like like JRPGs feel like they age very well. Like this, even like even the oldest JRPGs feel like they're just. Basically, like everything now feels like retro is back in, so to speak, with the the big indie craze that we're that we're under with the art style and everything kind of like of the indie games kind of leaning into the old school like JRPG kind of styles anyway. So I'm like JRPGs age pretty well. So I'm I'm excited yep. to to jump back into those. So, Cam, let's talk about the topic of the show. What were your favorite games, single player games, that is of 2022? Yeah, that came out this year. There's a few that I definitely uh, can mention. I mean, obviously, like, let's get the two big ones out of the way. Like, God of War Ragnarok, Mm -hmm. great game. Definitely a must-play. That's great. Um, And then, yeah, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is a great game. I like Souls games. I'm not, like, super into them like a lot of people are. I definitely think that Elden Ring should have won Game of the Year over God of War Ragnarok. Oh, wow. I think with Elden Ring, Elden Ring from moment to moment gameplay was more compelling of just exploring that world, the lands, you know, between and like there were parts of the map where I was just like, holy shit, this like this map design is incredible. And then but with God of War, there are like great moments Mm -hmm. in the game, in the story that I was just like, okay, that was really cool. But then and then we're going back to the kind of normal minute to minute gameplay which is still like high quality but it's just more god of war mm-hmm. and that's that was the thing with me and also like i was the person that was like yo red dead redemption 2 is game of the year in 2018 and so like for the people that are just like rooting for god of war ragnarok this year and then a lot you know seeing it loose to elden ring welcome to the fucking club <laughs> because and i think 2018 is a phenomenal game red mm-hmm. dead redemption 2 walks over 2018 for me like i'm just like walks over it like it was my game of the generation you know, not a JRPG. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I love, like, I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is a town of 10. I think Persona 5 is a town of 10. But Red Dead Redemption 2 was just insane. Everything like, you wanted, basically. I mean, I wasn't even that big into the first game. Like, I played it super late mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it, but I already knew what was going to happen in the story. And, like, you know, but Red Dead Redemption 2, I was excited about it because I was like, I re- I did enjoy the first one because I don't really like, like Grand Theft Auto. You know, bullies fun, but I just don't really care about Grand Theft Auto. And so I was so excited about Red Dead Redemption 2. And I was just so immersed into that world. And I like people say, like, oh, I hate how the game controls. I love how the game controls. Um, I like how everything had weight to it because, like, that is how people move. Like, especially in the Western era, you know? Yeah, it's like being a human doing things is cumbersome. That's why it takes effort to do the things that the character's doing, like getting up on a horse that is cumbersome. Like, you know, all of that stuff like felt real, like, like, Oh, that's how a person would actually move if it was in a video game. Mm -hmm. And so like, I really, really like that. I love the story. You know, Arthur is one of the best like protagonists, I think in a video game. Yeah. Really, really loved Red Dead Redemption 2. It's not, you know, it, it didn't make my top five, but it's definitely in my top like 
it's in my top 25 games of all oh, time. Oh, that's not you know? bad. That's not yeah, bad. Yeah, it's, it's up there. Um, but yeah, I love Red Dead Redemption 2. And I really want any fathomable reason to replay it. Like, give me literally like anything, like a patch, like a, <laughs> like give, give me a, give me a next gen <laughs> patch. Give me like a re-release, whatever you need. I want to replay that game, but I need a reason to because it's so long. I understand. I, I'm right there with you. Like, I loved Red Dead Redemption 2. I was one of those people who, like, fell in love with the first one, though. Like, I was, I adore Red Dead Redemption. And I almost want another, like, a remake of Red Dead Redemption, the original game, with that, with the gameplay of Red Dead Redemption 2. Just that weightiness and that vibe of, of Red Dead Redemption 2 in that same, like, nuanced story that was the original Red Dead Redemption. Oh, the chef's kiss. Buy that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so what other games um, really stood out to you in 2022? Like, what were some of the other favorites that you had this year? Yeah, so I didn't get to play the the one that actually came out this year, but I do still want to shout out just the series AI, the Somnium Files. How is that? It's great. It's great. So I played the first one this year because I was planning on playing the second one right when it came out, but just so many games blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. i never got to it i'm actually planning on picking it up soon to play it i, I would like to play it before the end of the year and, and have it finished and so i played the first one because it had game i already had it on ps4 mm-hmm. uh like a physical copy but then it had game pass and i'm like and i knew that the next game was coming to xbox i'm like ah, oh, and i like to play on xbox so i was like oh shit so i <laughs> uh so i downloaded it on game pass and you know it's from so it's from i don't know the guy's name but it's from the guy who made the Zero Escape series, like the 99 Nights, the non-airy games, Zero Escape uh, Time Dilemma or something like that. Anyway, they're basically like, you know, point and click adventure games with uh, that, like also have like uh, puzzle mechanics in there as well. And it's really good. It's a, it's a murder mystery game and uh, it's really, really cool. You know, and the sequel I've heard is even better. Oh, so dope. You know, I'm really excited for it. Like, I would give the first game like, uh, like on an on an IGN scale, like it's somewhere between an eight and a nine. Like, there are some things that like I really like about it, but just like there are also some mechanics where it's just like if you can't figure it out, you just got to just try every option until you get it. And mm-hmm. I don't like you know some those are kind of disappointing puzzles where it's like you know you 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 can get there just by like trying out all the different options until you find success so i'd probably say it's like more like around an eight out of ten but it's really the story that is like really good like i still like the puzzle stuff but the story is like what really had me interested and like locked in the entire time uh, i'm really excited to play the next one it's called a uh, nirvana initiative that's the oh, that's a dope name that's a yeah. really dope name yeah so that's really cool I did play Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I love Borderlands. Uh, mm-hmm. Borderlands 2 is definitely one of my favorite games of all time. Borderlands 3 definitely was a disappointment in the story department, but I really, really enjoyed uh, that. Um, I definitely think they... It's its own thing, but I think that like uh, the story was really good and mm-hmm. uh, not, not to the same level as Borderlands 2, but it was much better than Borderlands 3. And that was the thing that was kind of missing for me in 3 compared to Wonderlands. So... Um, I, I I really enjoyed that. I would recommend playing that if you like Borderlands. I played um it's DLC, but it's um you know I pl- I played the DLC for Lost Judgment, um the Kaito Files, mm-hmm. which you know that was a good DLC. Like it was short. It was like the perfect length. You know it's it was a nice little side piece thing for Kaito. Um, it definitely shows that like 
but also definitely showed why Yagami is the main character. Yagami is just like a way more compelling protagonist. And Lost Judgment is a great game. Both Judgment's games are like really, really good. It was funny. The first year I did Game of the Year at Dual Shockers, Judgment won Game of the Year and only a few people played it. And I was really, I was really pissed off about it because I just like felt like no one talked about it throughout the year. And then everyone's like, oh, Judgment, Judgment's Game of the Year. And I was just like, wait, what? Because I tried to play all the games, you know, Mm -hmm. and I thought Judgment was like the throwaway, like, oh, no one's going to choose Judgment because no one's talked about it. Um, And then I finally played it last year and i was just like this was really fucking good like i'm not mad about it in hindsight like it still wouldn't been my pick but i'm not mad about it that's Um, because because the narrative is really good you know combat it's like you like the og yakuza it's a little bit more refined but honestly like i never found judgment or like yakuza's combat to be that compelling so i really was in it mostly for the story and the combat just was just kind of like the kind of hurdle I had to get through to get to get mm-hmm. to the to get to the narrative. Is this um, a, does it feel like um it, it does it loosely connect to the Yakuza series for the people who haven't played it? It's in Kamarocho, mm-hmm. which is where the the original uh seven Yakuza games took place. But um it's they're not connected to like uh Kiryu or uh Majima or anything like that. It's its own thing. Okay, so similar to like a dragon in the sense where it's its own thing as well. Yeah, because that's in a new city and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Yep, for sure. Like a dragon is probably my favorite. Like the, my favorite, but it's a, my, also the only Yakuza game I've actually like played. So, yeah, I enjoyed like a dragon. I didn't like. I know some people that really loved it, but it didn't do it didn't do it for me like, like that same level. But I still really enjoyed it. Like you know, very very good game. I would definitely play a second you know, like a dragon game because they're renaming it like a dragon, yeah. but you know, whatever the sequel to that is, I'm very excited for that. I'm excited to play Ishin when that comes out. Next it's going year. back to the brawler style, right? Like the bar. Well, it's supposed combat. to be, it's a remake of a game of a Yakuza game that only came out in Japan. And it's basically a bio pick game. Oh, wow. Okay. Of this, like of these characters during the samurai era, but they all are like, the Yakuza characters that we know are taking place of those characters oh, in the samurai cool. era. So yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. And again, I've never played the original uh, Yakuza games, but because the thing is like, I'm currently at a place right now where I'm like, ah, I want to play all the Yakuza games. Ah, I want to play all the, uh, the final fantasy games. Ah, I want to play all the dragon quest games, but I'm also just like, I don't have the time to do this. <laughs> oh, I, I want to catch up in final fantasy 14. I'm like, I don't have the time to do this. I still need to finish catching up in Legend of Heroes. And so, but like with the new Yakuza game coming out and how there's going to be a game, a smaller game that's going to tie into the next Yakuza game. I'm like, I got to play these Yakuza games quick. Like I need to, I need to catch up. So like, it's just like, there's so many games. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I feel you. Cause currently I was, I was like playing high on life today. And then I was also like jumping back and I was just like, Oh, I, you know, I never gave Witcher three a proper shot. Let's try this next gen version. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's jump into this like 100 plus hour g- or rpg that's exactly what i was thinking too i was like man I, ju- I just messed my life up because i i'm loving it so far yeah so one more before my big one yeah i play i just finished xenoblade chronicles 3 mm-hmm. um i talked about that earlier uh again it's a really great jrpg again i wouldn't put it alongside like final fantasy 7 remake persona 5 in like quality but i think that it's a really great jrpg and 
I think that is one of the best games that, that has come out this year. I'm one of those people that like, if there's like real, any real major connections to a previous game, I'm like, you got to go back and you got to play all, all mm-hmm. of them. And I'm like, the same way. They're, they're not like, it's one of those things where you will get benefit if you've played the first two games, but it's not essential. But I would still say, just knowing how Xenoblade is, that you should play the first two games before you play three if you haven't played any of them before. And, you know, like, like uh, Nintendo put all these on the Switch for a reason because mm-hmm. they want, they are heavily investing into Xenoblade as a franchise. And I think that these are all, again, at bare minimum, these are all like eight out of 10 JRPGs. Oh, they're um, solid. Absolutely. Yeah, solid. They're, they're, yeah. And I think that, like, you should really, uh, play them if you're a switch person uh specifically if you like to play a lot of games on switch if you're looking for a jrpg to play you know they're there yeah you know i'm not going to go too much in on the story but again i liked it i enjoyed the cast i definitely think that um there's some quality of life stuff that was really needed uh from the jump to two to three that they that they added which was really great but yeah you know definitely look into that Cam, let uh, me ask you a side question. Like, the, yeah. like since we brought up G- Xenoblade, like, why do you think Xenoblade Three pref- like plays really well, but like Scarlet and Violet doesn't? Like, what, what's your take on that? Um, because Xenoblade I mean, feels like a polished game. Like, it feels yeah. like a really good game that runs on Switch, and it's just as big, if not bigger, than Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. Oh, it's definitely got to be bigger. Oh bigger yeah, for game. sure. Yeah, then. I mean, I haven't played Scarlet and Violet um, yet to be able to say myself, but if I were to guess, Monolith had five, you know, four four years to work on this game, you know, and and they're probably a, a bigger team than Game Freak. And I think that Game Freak just didn't get the time they needed to to release a polished product. You know, they did Arceus Legends, which even, I mean, like, it's, it had some jank to it as from well, a, though. For, yeah, from a technical standpoint, it was like it was okay, but like it definitely visually wasn't that great. And part of that, I, you know, I would say to a certain degree, part of that has to do with the hardware. Mm-hmm. But and I do think that we need a new switch soon. But that's more because of how wide the gap is now between xbox and playstation mm-hmm. and, and switch like it's getting to the point where it's just like why would i play this on switch when i could like visually like i think people are getting that mentality now um and that's why for me i only play switch for indie games where i don't have to worry about that because the visuals are normally like completely you know tech from a technical standpoint they're easily runnable mm-hmm. and i play first party games like that's all i use my switch for i'm, I'm um, the same way and yeah, even now I, i'm like with the steam deck and everything i'm i'm mixed out on the indies part so it's just now my first party machine yeah, and I mean, like, I and see for me, like, I don't need a Steam Deck. I don't really mm-hmm. like to play games on PC, and I like having a physical copy of of games. Um, mm-hmm. So that one, I can share them, and two, like, you know, you never know when things get delisted. Who knows? Yeah. I just and, always want to play it safe. And then you're you, you're a collector too, to a certain extent, you know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, ultimately, I think it's just Game Freak didn't get enough time, and I hope that and it's one of those things like. It's not it's not an excuse, but like Pokemon is the biggest IP in the world, right? Like it is it's huge. Yeah, and 10 million copies in less than what three days? Yeah, it's 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 solid. It is very much a huge franchise. Yeah, and so it's hard to be like, okay, you have to keep dishing out these products, but you also need to keep up the quality. 
And I think hopefully this is a sign that like, hey, they need to hire like way more people to make this game. Because they also made like, on top of that, they made that My Little Town Hero game, right? Mm-hmm. And that that was a Game Freak game. Um, And it's just like, yo, who, <laughs> you know, like, who you got making all those games exactly uh, so exactly. uh i'm yeah i'm hopefully you know things work out where that isn't an issue moving forward i really hope that we get a let's go johto game because i love johto that's my favorite generation and i hope that uh that turns out good if not we're probably who knows we might be getting another legends game next or we might be just going straight into a gen 5 remake but uh I, I'm interested to see what the future Pokemon is. I am too. I, I am too. I was just wondering, you know, because like, you know, some people are arguing that it's hardware. Some people are arguing that not enough development time. I was, you know, there's so many, you know, we'll probably never know the full extent of like what the exact reasoning was. And it probably is a mixture of a lot of different reasons, but it's such a weird story when you compare it to like a Xenoblade 3, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I enjoy the game for for what it is. I, I was just, you know, it, it's almost I enjoy the game despite its warts, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I also uh, forgot to mention, I'm not going to go deep into this at all, but um, for single player uh, triangle strategy and live live, two great first party JRPG. Well, not first party, but two great third party exclusives on mm-hmm. Switch. Triangle strategy is also on PC if that tickles your fancy. But uh, yeah. Those are both great games if you want to play those as well. But uh, yeah, my big game, which is also my game of the year, is a game called Signalis. Um, It's a indie game. Uh, It's on Game Pass. It's a, uh, I don't want to call it a, it's not a horror game, but it's like a sci-fi, like suspense thriller, like with like surreal horror elements to it, where basically uh, you are, it's called, uh, you're called a replica. That's like the race or the species, the species, but you're basically like a cyborg um, of sorts, and you are, uh, you crash land, you wake up on this, on this planet, and then you uh, end up like searching through this facility where you know that there's been like there's a history that you've had here, and it's uh, one of those things where it's very ominous, and uh, you like it does not hand feed you uh the narrative it's again it's very surreal so like it gives you very vague pieces of the narrative that you have to like kind of take the time to piece together um and some things you know you can learn pretty pretty easily but then there are other things where you're just like yo i have no idea what's going on and it gives you that sense of like of confusion but in a good way like i you know, you you want to keep playing because you want to see if you learn more. And like, it's just like the art direction and audio, the audio design in this game is the best that's come out this year. Like for sure. It's incredibly well done. It has really, really great puzzles where like uh, you have to mess with radio frequencies to like figure things out, which is really, really cool. It has like an inventory system similar to Resident Evil. You know, you have your, you know, you have like, I think seven inventory slots, like the entire game. Mm -hmm. And you just have to like figure out what, what weapons you want to take, what ammo you want to take, what other, other items you want to take. You know, you can combine some items to make stronger items or things to solve puzzles. It's uh, very reminiscent of like PS one horror games, like silent Hill, um, the original kind of resident evil games. 
and they're like you know they're like these uh these creatures that um you know want to try and like kill you and stuff like that on the planet and uh it's a really really great game it just succeeds at everything it's trying to it tries to accomplish in my opinion and i think that it got really overlooked it kind of came out during halloween time pretty close to when ragnarok came out mm-hmm. um so i think a lot of people just kind of and you know i did the i did the preview for it at ign and a lot of my feelings when i played the demo like did end up being reality when i played the full product and it's yeah it's a really really great game that just not a lot of people have played and everyone that i know that have played it are in the same or similar mindset as me that like this is one of the greatest like this is one of the great uh, best games that come out this year i think that this is the indie game that should have been like talked about throughout the year not cult of the lamb i mean i love tunic but like not tunic you know uh, neon white's also great for what it is like not neon white it's this game it, it really is great do you think you know the release date hit it pretty hard you like if this game would have been like in march or maybe in not necessarily february because february was congested as well but like maybe somewhere like in march to june it would have had like a better showcase so to speak throughout the year i mean it's a i don't know because with indie games it's hard because certain indie games get high like get get that attention for different reasons right mm-hmm. like cult of the lamb was a big game because it, it was devolver like devolver is basically a like a triple a indie developer you know what i mean like yeah, it, yeah it's like they're technically an indie developer but they are their games are treated as if they're triple a games yeah like it's so like um, super super giant as well like you would consider yeah, them like, yeah, like at, almost at, like at, that big di- giant double a level yeah at, at this point yeah with hades like super giants like that too and so, and then, you know, uh, Neon, like Neon White, like, I think was different enough. And because it got the exposure it did during Nintendo Directs, that, mm-hmm. that was another thing. Like, you know, if you get the, if you get that spotlight on Nintendo Directs, then you're definitely going to be, you know, uh, being looked into. So, and then Tunic was a, a long running game pass like xbox exclusive that people were highlighting so like the games that did get the attention that they did it makes sense like Mm -hmm. because because of those things signalis didn't have any of those things like it released on game pass day one but another really great uh, or from what i've heard great indie game that came out this year that a lot of people didn't play but those that have are like yo you gotta play this game that released on game pass is citizen sleeper um i heard citizen sleeper is really really good um, and I haven't gotten the chance to play it yet. And so, and I mean, you know, I'll, I know that people are like really hyped about Vampire Survivors. You know, I played it. I enjoy it. I definitely see myself finishing it. I, I wasn't as like, I'm not like addicted to it. I'm not like, oh, like I got to do a Vampire Survivors run before I go to bed or anything like that. Yeah, I get um, But like Signalis is like, it is a single player experience that'll take you. I mean, I've seen people on their first try beat it in like, six and a half hours which is insane oh, that's not bad me, which is insane to me like for me i it took me like 11 hours okay okay but he said that he changed the difficulty level down so it might have been like that might have been a reason mm-hmm. um but uh and he didn't really have any trouble with the puzzles and you know there's probably a couple that like stumped me but yeah like it's not a long game you know you could easily beat it in two maybe three sittings casually and i think that like if more people played it, it would it would uh, 
have gotten more attention and you know but um that yeah that is that is my game of the year you know for me personally it's like not close mm-hmm. uh the, like the only other game i would mention is you know i'm going back to legend of heroes but there were two games older games that never got localized and they're uh, they're finally getting localized for the first time the first one came out this year second one comes out early next year i played both of them through uh pc like i got a pc like patch and everything like that um i bought them all legally you know through mm-hmm. like china or japan <laughs> online market and then i just put in the english patch so i played that i played both of them so the first game like technically i'm out like that would be my number two if we're counting like a game that's been out for 12 years that finally got <laughs> released in the <laughs> in the west but you know but outside of that like signalis is it just like I had very high expectations after when I first played it. Cause I first played at PAX East mm-hmm. and the game met my expectations. And I, you know, I don't think that there are very often you find like something that, you know, is new. Like, it's not like, you know, going into God of War and Elden Ring, you know, you had high hopes, but like, but you know, like what these games are capable of already. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that with Signal. Signal was made by two people primarily, you know, their first game i'm pretty sure and it was just something completely new and fresh and i think it they did a phenomenal job on everything that they tried to do so i you know i was watching the the trailer of signalis a little bit ago and you know like i do get a lot of, of what you're talking about especially the the horror vibes and the suspense vibes what like horror movie would you say this is kind of giving you vibes of it gave me a lot of vibes to the shining oh, okay mm-hmm. yeah like the sense of like especially in the the cut scenes it would just like kind of jump to something and then like it felt like what is that like w- what's going on and they would jump back to normal and you just kind of keep going you know mm-hmm. what i mean i would say the shining like the setting and the like you know the genre not the same you know being sci-fi versus like yeah. oh this is all taking place at a hotel but like the sense of surreal horror that you know was definitely present and that was the movie that i got the most vibes from and i also want to preface like i do not like horror games i don't like horror movies but this like nailed it that's good then you're you're right in my alley then because i'm a chicken like i'm a natural yeah. born chicken i normally don't do the horror 100 but yeah like i i can do suspense but not horror yeah. yeah, and and this game didn't like this game never scared me. Like mm-hmm. I never was like, oh shoot, or anything like that. But it was just like the atmosphere was so good. It felt like, you know, it felt haunted, right? But mm-hmm. not like in a way where you're like on the edge of your seat the entire time. Okay, that's not bad. That's not you bad. know, it's just like it just set the tone. It sets the atmosphere of of what you know of what you're doing, what's going on. Okay, uh, I'm doing my indie games of the year list, so I'm gonna check this one out before the year is up. Yeah, definitely check it out because I, I think that you're gonna be like, oh, oh shit, Cam was right. This is really good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna for sure check this out. So, besides Signalis, do you think there's any other games people were just sleeping on that came out this year? I mean, again, like I've heard really good things about Citizen Sleeper. Um, I do think that I do think that Tunic didn't get enough love uh, mm-hmm. than it should have. I thought it was uh, really like, you know, artistically beautiful. Music was great. Super oh, it was good really music. good. And I loved like how you basically made the manual as you were progressing through the game. That was really, really cool and unique. 
I am looking at a list of the games that released this year so I can <laughs> so I can be like, hmm, was there anything else that I played that I was just like I actually didn't I really didn't play that many games this year because I was playing through the the Legend of Hero series. So like you were you know, hooked. You were really hooked. I played three of them this year. <laughs> um I yeah, I really, I really, really uh loved love that series. But um no frontiers you know like i i see oh, the, I, I oh, see yeah, knuckles so, oh yeah back. yeah sonic mm-hmm. frontiers like i started it like i haven't gotten very far in it because again there's just so many games i'm playing right now mm-hmm. you know i love so i love sonic sonic frontiers i think the consensus of that game is pretty accurate okay like uh, for for the sense of like uh this is cool because it's different mm-hmm. there is some weird design stuff but it's not like a mess like the past like three sonic games were especially like, the you know, 3d ones you know yeah oh yeah we don't even talk about those but like <laughs> Son- you know sonic forces like was mm-hmm. whatever you know it was fine you know uh sonic lost world on the wii u like a lot of people say that that wasn't good i haven't even played it yet i actually want to go back and like there have been some 3d sonic games i have missed that i do want to go back good or bad and i want to i want to play through them because okay. you know so you know there's that Oh, one game that I've, again, I haven't played it, but one game that I heard really good things about that I feel like not enough people really talked about was Infernax. Have you heard of Infernax? I've heard that. I've heard that. I've seen trailers for that one as well. I've heard Infernax is really, really good. It's like, I think it's a Metroidvania Mm -hmm. uh, or something similar to that. And like, I've heard it's really high quality that just like, again, not a lot of enough people played, you know. I did review a JRPG over at IGN called Monarch. And the reason why this game got my attention was because it's from the creators of Shimigami Tensei. Oh, good um, legacy. So, yeah. So it had a good legacy setup. And uh, I ended up reviewing that. And it was not great. Like, it was like, it was oh. solid. Like, yeah, it was like, it had some cool ideas, but it just ultimately was just like not great. Like, even as someone who, you know, because I like, I like to call myself a JRPG enthusiast. Like I'm willing to try like any JRPG more or less because I just want to like experience different JRPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one was like, that was one where I was glad that I reviewed it because I would have bought that day one. And I probably like would have been like, no, nah, I'm not finishing this. Like, you oh. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't, wasn't it. Dude. You know, shout out to Game Pass because Game Pass is getting a lot of dope like JRPGs. Yeah, no, for sure. I was about to say I was playing one um a little bit ago called like Chains of Echoes. Have you heard of it? Yeah, Chained Echoes. Mm-hmm. So that was one that my friend just uh, recently played. I don't know if he's finished it, but he said that it was really good. It really is. It, it's good. It mixes like some cool JRPG classic elements with like kind of a mech kind of twist to it as well. Like yeah. half the games or half the game you're playing as like these mech beings and the half of it you're playing as like that classic like knight wizard, that kind of regular medieval kind of trope. So it kind of mixes those two elements really well. But so I've, I'm only like six to seven hours in, but so far I feel like it's it's pretty dope. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, I mean, I feel like Rogue Legacy 2 kind of got shafted Man. when it came, when oh, it came to the the awards i was just like wait like where's rogue legacy 2 i feel like a lot of people talked about that when it came out um, it is so good it is so damn good i (laughs) i cannot i mean like the way people are talking about vampire survivors is the same like vibe i feel about rogue legacy 2 because like 
I, it is everything that you would want out of like that type of game. The platforming is is like really cool and polished. The okay. the gameplay and like the classes is very like Super Smash Brothers meets like those various like Rogue Legacy type class like classes that they have in there. Like they have a boxer class, they have a cook class, and both of those feel very nuanced and different and fun in their own right. Like there isn't a bad class in that game. Like that people are so sleeping on Rogue Legacy too. Okay, okay. I haven't played it yet, but I've heard uh, really good things about Three Hopes. Um, you know, I love Fire Emblem. I recently bought it during Black Friday, so I'm definitely planning on playing it. I also, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Cuphead Delicious Last Course, you know, got more Cuphead. That's awesome. Also, Monster Hunter Rise uh, Sunbreak. Like, Monster Hunter Rise, like, I know that, you know, the people that play it, they they keep playing it, but like, man like that and world those are some really good games i i really like wish that i had more time because leading up to Sunbreak, i spent a lot of time playing rise to like because i never ended up finishing the campaign like the main campaign mm-hmm. so i was just like okay i want to get everything ready for Sunbreak, and like i spent a lot i think that's the most played game i played on my switch this year because oh, of, did you like, look at the list yet like the, yeah i looked at i looked at the list and i'm pretty sure that was the, my most played game because for like i want to say like a month leading up to it i was playing it almost daily you know trying to catch up and because i have some friends that are really big in the switch i got the uh you can't see it over there but i did get the collector's edition for sunbreak because i'm a big steelbook guy so when i found out that there was like a steelbook i'm like all right let's do it you know what i mean so that yeah, that was really great. Um, Are you gonna replay it um, when it comes to Game Pass, or are you just gonna stick to the Switch version? Like if it, it's one of those things. Like I want to, right? Like I mm-hmm. really do, but I'm just like, there's no way I'm putting just- like thirty plus <laughs> more hours into in, into that game. It's like it's one of those things. Like I think at this point, it's kind of it's borderline unacceptable that they don't have some sort of crossplay. Oh yeah, for sure. When, when you're like you. yeah, at this point, like if you're in the online service game and you don't have cross progression, no, what are you you're even fu- doing? You're fucking up. You're yeah, fucking up for sure. So I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? I because you know I think a lot of people, a lot of people, at least from general audiences, agree with this. But I didn't play the game, so I can't say. Did you play Stray? Yeah, I played Stray. I played Stray. Is it ridiculous that I got nominated for Game of the Year? I'm gonna be honest with you. I. Looked at all the indie games that I played because I have a spreadsheet and I played sure. probably like 50 to 60 indie games. And I thought to myself, Oh God, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like I put in a lot of time and all, like I, on, on my like podcast and social like that, half of the episodes I do is just reviewing indie games. So okay. like I look at about like 30, I looked at about like, my top 30 and I could probably say at least that top 15 indie games that I would have put above Stray in that yeah. in that category. But yeah. no no disrespect. I'm like, Stray is a solid game, but I feel like there are a lot more games that were better. Rogue Legacy 2, for instance. And like, it does everything that Rogue Legacy did and did it a lot better. I'm like, yeah. And that got heavily that got reviewed super well back in the day. So I'm like, I can't fathom where the, the where Stray kind of like got propelled into and you, that spot. You can beat Rogue Legacy, right? Like there's an actual end to Rogue Legacy. Yeah, there is. There okay. is. Because I never played the first one. I I've always wanted to. Like I always saw mm-hmm. it like on sale. I actually want to pick it up uh through a limited run, like because I know that they did a, a physical release for the first game. 
You can almost skip the first game and go straight to the second. I know, but Mm -hmm. I'm just like one of those people. I was like, I want to see how the first game, how it starts. And then like, Mm -hmm. see how it evolves over the second game. So that's just me. But yeah, I I do feel like that there are some other indie games that got overlooked. This like, I know Curse to Golf was really beloved. Really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I feel like, you know, that kind of came and went. Oh, well, Immortality. Like, oh my goodness. Fantastic. I haven't like once the game awards happened mm-hmm. and just people were really talking about immortality. I was just like, okay, it's on game pass. I'm going to download it. I'm going to play mm-hmm. it. Like how long is it? How long would it take to be? Or um, I would probably say like on the minimum six side, hours? probably six hours and the maximum side 11. If like, if you're just taking your sweet mm-hmm. time with it, but mm-hmm. that six to nine hour marker would probably be perfect though. Okay. Also like mm-hmm. shout out to TMNT shredders revenge. Banger. So dope. Banger. That soundtrack, um, though, man. Yes, oh, yeah. my goodness. Yep, that was great. Um, and then I know some people really liked uh, Tinykin. I, like, didn't really and look like good. my kind of game, mm-hmm. but like... Uh, oh, another game that a lot of people were saying really good things about. Indie game. Islets? Have you played I, I heard good things about it, but that okay, was the one I didn't it? get around to playing. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Islets is very good. Um, mm-hmm. But I again, I just haven't played it. You know, so for those that like uh, indie games, you know, just be writing all these down. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. Oh, there was this one indie game that I really wanted to play because it had like it was like a cyberpunk like future with JRPG elements. Are um, you about to say Jack Move? Yes, yes, Jack Move. Let's go. Did you play Jack Move? I beat Jack Move. Man. Was it good? It is phenomenal. It is everything you would yes. want in a Pokemon like game, but mature. Oh, Pokemon, really? Yeah, it, well, it's not Pokemon in the sense to where like it's turn based, similar to Pokemon, and it has elements that you know, like the element weaknesses. So, like oh, the rock, okay. paper, scissors effect of Let's like, Pokemon. Go. So it has like the rock, paper, scissors element of Pokemon, but it is very matured in this storyline. It has cyberpunk elements to it. Like the language and everything like that feels mature. It feels like a modern day game. And the fact that like one it has a feature that I don't really see very much in JRPGs and the fact that you can like it has a scale in which you can turn up like, oh, I can walk around and I can raise the intensity of like how many enemies are attract or like how how oh. frequently I attract enemies or you can turn that thing completely off to like just go main quest like do side quest immediately and so you can choose like the grind meter so to speak if you feel like grinding you can turn it up to normal or even like higher or you can turn it completely off if you just like I don't feel like grinding or I'm already stronger than every being in this game just let me like walk to point A to point B without being interrupted. And I mm-hmm. love that. I, I think it's one of the most like gamer friendly decisions I've seen in a, in like those type of JRPGs. Yeah, that's that's dope. Yeah, I remember I saw that. I think some I think I got a PR email about mm-hmm. it and I just happened to look at it. I was just like, this looks dope. It I really want to play this. And then like and I have a buddy who does PR for them and I think I was try- I, I was like supposed to get a code and then i didn't i completely forgot about it but like i was looking at the list i was like yo jack move that looks so cool yeah i'm i'm really excited to uh give that a shot that that's definitely a game i'm gonna go back to and uh and finish because uh that or or play because yeah that looked really cool yeah and like um shout out to ed paris he was the he was the guy who made this game like he did a phenomenal job and you know like i i've gotten a chance to talk to him a couple of times it's like yeah, you put a lot of love and care to this game. I definitely recommend checking that one out. I just looked at my email. I did get a code for Jack Move. Check I'm it gonna, out. I'm gonna download that <laughs> shit tonight. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like, let's 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 go. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna. I feel bad though because I got this code like 
two months ago yeah. and I never said I never used it. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, um I'm definitely gonna check that out and um that, that game looks really dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good. For sure, it, for sure. And especially for JRPG fans, like I don't necessarily think it's like, you know, I'm not gonna say it's a 10 out of 10, but it is a very fun time. Yeah, and and how long did it take you to beat it? <laughs> um, I would probably say 15 hours was Jack. Okay. Yeah, so it's not too okay. long. Okay, it's not that's, too long. That's like a, that's a solid. That's a solid length. It's just shorter time. Like there is a little bit of like grinding elements to where like you probably do need to put in like an hour maybe to like grind and get stronger. But outside of that, mm. like you can kind of mainline the story without too much grindingness. Mm, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I'm playing that right now. Like so it. good, mm-hmm. so good. Like that's probably gonna be my top five. Oh wow! Story. I really like. I'm just like. I have no notes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, this is really, really good. Getting Do you think it improves group. on the formula that much? Well, here's the thing. Like going before going into the Sparks of Hope, Kingdom Battle was still like one of my favorite first party exclusives. Mm-hmm. Like I really, really loved Kingdom Battle. And I think that, you know, the the star mechanics, like, you know, like giving certain abilities, like that's cool. Like, and I think it does like a nice adaption inspiration from uh to uh mario galaxy right with Mm -hmm. like the star bits and stuff like that and again getting rid of the grid i think was uh really smart um and it just made the combat feel more fluid and just it just quality it's one of those things like even though i'm telling people like hey sparks of hope is dope play it i'm also like but if you haven't played kingdom battle go back to kingdom battle because it's going to be hard to go back Mm mm-hmm it really you know, is. Mm-hmm. But it's still great. The Kingdom Battle is still great, but it's just once you get Sparks of Hope and you go back, it's like, oh, is this is this how the game used to be? Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, Sparks of Hope is great. I played a little bit of Gotham Knights. I'll finish it, but, you know, a lot of the criticisms that game has. <laughs> I'm right there with the criticisms, valid. to be honest. So Yeah. Bayonetta 3, it was I'm disappointing. Mixed. Yeah, was I'm disappointing. right there with you. Mm-hmm. The way that game ended was terrible. Like that was one of the like worst endings to a game that I've played in a while. I haven't I even think. gotten to the ending. Like I, it's bad. It's I bad. haven't been motivated to finish. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad okay. ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, will I play Bayonetta four? Sure, but uh, that was. A bad Are you gonna ending. play the Origins? Yeah, I'll play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's crazy that sixty dollars. Oh yeah, um, for sure. That looks like a thirty dollar game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I'm I'm like sixty dollars. I was like, how long is this game? Like, this looks like a fucking like two hour, hour DLC. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like what the heck? No, I started Star Ocean like literally like two or three days ago. I hear um, good things. I haven't yeah, I haven't tried it it's, out. It's uh it's cool. You know, mm-hmm. at this point, I would say it's serviceable. Um, it hasn't done anything like stand out outing, but I'm I'm only like three hours in three four hours. Not bad. Then. Um, not bad. Yeah. But outside of that, like, you know, I've played most of the games that I want to play this year um, that are, like, new, that, like, you know, that aren't, like, ports. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some of the ones that I'm still waiting to play, um, I want to play, after seeing gameplay and stuff, I really want to play Midnight Suns. That looks really great. It looks better than I thought it was, because early impressions yeah. did not yeah. really knock Exactly, me exactly. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I'm not going to play this game. And then mm-hmm. I saw people playing, I was like, oh, this looks dope. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And then Pentiment, based off of just what people have been saying, like, and it's on Game Pass. Like, So curious. Like, yeah, I'm more curious yeah. if it's a 10 out of 10 than anything going into that game. Yeah. And then uh, Harvestella. I never, I haven't I heard good things. yet. Mm-hmm. It's a JRPG. I'm going to play it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, a, it's a square, it's a square, 
I'm basically like, oh, it's a square JRPG. All right. I'll play it. You know At this I mean? point, you're basically going to say, like, it's a square game. I'm basically going to play it because, like, they're just pumping those things out right now. It's crazy. I don't mm-hmm. know how they're doing it. Because on top of that, what, there, there was uh, Tactics Ogre, mm-hmm. Dragon Quest Treasures, which I'm also going to play eventually, uh, Front Mission mm-hmm. remake. Final uh, Fantasy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Final Fantasy Crisis Core, Saga, the the Frontier Saga or Saga Mistral Song or whatever remastered. I saw like the trailer that, for that one. Mm-hmm. Chrono Cross earlier this year. Like, like what, is, what the fuck? They released like 15 games. Like, how? I mean, obviously they like, you know, hire third party studios to do some of this stuff, mm-hmm. but like still insane, insane amount. And like almost all those games are high quality. Like, oh, yeah, you know, they're good. Like you, there was the deal field, deal field chronicle. I haven't mm-hmm. played that yet, but I'm going to pick that up. I did play Valkyrie Elysium and they're porting uh, Valkyrie profile this month. That's still oh, coming is that out this month. That's still coming out in a few, like in like less than uh 10 days or something like that. Oh, I, th- yeah. I thought for sure they were going to push that to 2023 because like it's nope. so close, you know. It was supposed to yeah, it was supposed to come out at launch with Valkyrie Elysium and mm-hmm. they pushed it back to December. Okay. So yeah, I, and I'm like I've never played Valkyrie Profile and I hear it's one of the best JRPGs and I'm just like, yo, I want to play that. So I'm definitely going to get that just insane, insane the amount of games that are that that Square has been pushing out. I was about to say their 2023 looks pretty stacked as well. I'm like, they got a lot of games coming down the pipeline too. What what were you gonna say? Uh but I was also gonna say, like, uh also completely unexpected, Need for Speed Unbound looks really I've, cool. I've actually been playing it. Like is it, it good? It is the I'm not gonna say it's like great, but it is the best need for speed I've probably played in like seven years. Oh, for sure. Like mm-hmm. it looks so cool. I, I'm I'm very excited about that. Um, decent story. I wouldn't quite say it's like, you know, like award winning story or anything like that, but decent narrative. It's enough to get, keep me like in th- like engaged in the yeah. what's going on. So it's it's decent. Yeah, I actually I made a tweet about it. It's like it's so funny that like this is the need for speed game where people are just like, oh, whatever. Like no one like because they've been let down so many mm-hmm. times and they just ends up being a banger. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. But uh yeah. It's like the uh, Sonic Frontiers of Need for Speed, basically. <laughs> I mean, if that works, whatever, yeah. whatever works. Yeah. So it's it's been a good time. Um, you know, like I feel like there's been some disappointments this year, but there's also been some really good bangers and some really like good surprises this year. Like this is a good year for games. It's like 2022 is gonna go down as probably like a solid year for games. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where there was like a large quality of like like of good games, mm-hmm. but like there wasn't for me as someone who like you know thought god of war was phenomenal but like i wasn't like oh man god of war is like ragnarok is one of my favorite games of all time or like instead feeling the same way about elden ring like ultimately like 2022 didn't do a whole lot for me but just like the general like you know quality that they've released i'm just like dude there's like this is a good year it's a good year in 2023 is looking ridiculous if, if all the games that are supposed to come out next year oh end up coming out next year is gonna be absolutely insane tears it's of the kingdom final spider-man spider-man 2 starfield we got starfield, you know? yeah starfield possibly hellblade 2 armor core arm i think that's gonna get pushed back i, but, I do too <laughs> but when i saw 2023 i was like oh hell no there's Mm-mm. no way that's coming out in 2023 and then, yeah, it's just like, and then 
whatever else that Nintendo might have up their sleeves. Oh, they're gonna because... they're gonna drop something. Well, I mean, what's yeah. the Mario team been working on? I'm like, yeah, we well, haven't got the alert. There was rumors forever. that they're that they were working on the new uh, a new Donkey Kong game. Mm-hmm. That's for exciting. a long time, which is totally possible. And then like. Metroid Prime Four, like, mm-hmm. what if what if next year's the year? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that uh, would be or, amazing. Or at least the here's the thing: like, there's there are rumors like it's either like the Prime Trilogy that's coming out, or a remaster or a remake of the first one. Like, no, I just give me the trilogy. I don't need a remake. Just Mm-mm. give me the trilogy. Put it on Switch so it's easy to access, and we're good to go. You know, I don't I don't need that. I'm like, we were missing some. So you got like Final Fantasy 16. Um, you got like Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Resident Evil 4 oh, remake. Yeah, Star- yeah. <laughs> Gunbrella. It looks looks super dope. Yeah, Gunbrella looks really cool. Yeah. It it looks really dope. Hades 2. Like, oh my goodness. Um Yeah, but that's early access. Is it mm-hmm. really the same? Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. And mm-hmm. people are definitely gonna play it, but like I, I it's don't... not the same as like a full yeah. release. Yeah. 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 And then again, just the year the way it begins, persona. Uh, three and four coming mm-hmm. out on modern platforms. Let's go. Fire Emblem Engage looks dope. I, um, you know, like as a person who's only played Three Houses as being my only source of Fire Emblem, the, like the legacy vibe kind of like overwhelms me a little bit because I'm like, I don't know who half these people are. Like, I know Marth from Super Smash Brothers, sure. but like, I don't know a whole lot of these other people. But I'm excited to get back into Fire Emblem. I highly recommend you going, you go back to play Fire Emblem Awakening on mm-hmm. the 3DS. That's okay. in my top ten favorite games. Okay, I'm. A, like, I'll take note yeah. of that one. Yeah, that 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 game, and also the way that game ends is one of my favorite endings to a video game. I okay. I love I love the ending of that game. Yeah, Theorhythm Final Bar Line, Tales of Symphonia getting a remaster. Oh, Let's that looks go, good. baby. That looks good. Um, you know, Atomic Heart looks mm-hmm. cool. Uh, we were talking about like a dragon. What else is coming out? You know, for better or for worse, Hogwarts Legacy is right there. Wulong Fallen Dynasty yeah. is up there as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A new Destiny expansion, mm-hmm. Octopath Traveler Two, Kirby's Return to the Dreamland, re- uh, the re- the remaster. If all Alex, those hit, this is going to be an amazing year, man. Skull and Bones. I'm excited for Skull and Bones. Like I'm, I really am. I, I want to be surprised. Like I I like the combat from um from like the uh, the Assassin's Creed series. Like I like the yeah. uh, the Marine combat from there. But like. I, yeah. I I need something a little bit more to sink my teeth into. Maybe like give me a narrative story a little bit, but you know, like yeah. I'm I'm tentatively excited. I want to see what it's about. Like Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, mm-hmm. Street Fighter Six, Diablo Four, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I love Assassin's Creed, so I'm super excited about that. Dead Island Two for those that care about that. Um, also, <laughs> I'm like, concerned. I'm very concerned. <laughs> also, you know, I know that the presentation leading up to it was weird but that crime boss rock a city game oh my goodness that looks really cool like i'm into like that kind of like 90s um, era kind of mob kind Mm -hmm. of you know like i love mob stories so i'm just like oh this gives me mob vibes so i'm just like yes like give me this i want to see what this is like this is gonna be a very stacked year yeah if all those dates hit this is almost like a uh, like a 2007 type year yeah, I'm 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 very very excited. So, we'll see though. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Get over here. So, Cam, we reached the part of the podcast where you know, not many people survive this part. You know, some people have to, you know, call in emergency services to help them out, you know, like people are changed drastically after the events of Are You a Pro Nerd trivia. 
Do you feel like you're ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Okay, okay. So there's so much... The, the stakes are hot because like the record right now currently stands at three questions. Like, okay. you know, we have a three-way tie at three questions. The rules goes as follows. We ask five different questions in five different areas of nerddom. I'll give you the category beforehand and then give you the question. If you miss it, I'll let you know what the answers are for the missed questions, you know, like, and basically after all five questions are read. There's no multiple okay. choice, but you do get, you know, the 30 seconds to to kind of like think it out or sound it out or however you, you do. Okay. There's, you know, unfortunately, there's no lifelines in this, but, you know, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's that's pretty much how things shake out. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All right. So are you a pro nerd? In the first category, we have the realm of DC Comics. How familiar okay. are you with DC? I love DC Comics. Okay. Okay. So this one should be a simple one for you then. What is the name of Superman's Krypton father? Jor-El. You got one correct so far. Let's go. So, so I was far. just like, do I know this? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Everyone kind of blanks. Everyone kind of blanks. All right. So. In the realm of Star Wars. This I'm a lot less knowledgeable on, but okay. We'll see. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll see how you do then. Chancellor Palpatine was known as which Sith Lord? Uh, Darth Sidious. You got two correct. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I correct. was just like, wait, I know this. <laughs> okay, okay. I like the freeze face because it's like, it's almost like you're like bouncing around sounding it out in your head. Yeah, no, but it's coming to you. It's coming to you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. In the realm of Harry Potter, are you familiar with this? I I am familiar with Harry Potter. Yes. All right. What is the full name of the Dark Lord, Voldemort? (sighs) I know it too. I do know it. He had all the momentum in the world. He's sounding it out, everyone. He's thinking. He's pondering really it's hard. The, it's the middle name. It's the middle name. Yes, um, the middle one is is the tricky one. <laughs> if you did I'm, have, like, I'm I'm hearing the dialogue mm-hmm. from the movie. If you did have a lifeline, who would you call at this moment? I literally have a friend that I could call right now. Her name's Tiffany, and she's a she is a uh, Harry Potter head for sure. Um, Do you think Tiffany's going to be very disappointed in you? If you oh, don't yeah, get this one. Right. Well, well, uh, yeah, she'll be she'll be upset. Okay. Um, let me see. Well, I mean, first name's Tom. Okay. Oh my so god. So far we have the name of Tom. I like ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like <laughs> you can see yours, but you, I can see you like twisting. The wheels are turning. Like I can see the wheels turning right now. I keep thinking it's Salvador, like his middle name Salvador, but I know it's not. It's something, it's like, it's sim- similar sounding though. Mm-hmm. It's like, um. Are you going to tap out, Cam? No, I'm not going to tap out. I want to find the answer. In my mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm going find, to find the answer in my mind. The Dark Lord Voldemort. In Harry Potter, what is the Dark Lord Voldemort's real name? Oh, it's Full Tom Marvolo. Riddle. He got it. He, ladies and gentlemen, he got it correct. Oh, I was just like, it's something like, I was like, I knew it started with an M. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is it? But it, it just it finally clicked. He got it correct. So far, he is tied with all of our champions at three okay, questions. Okay. So, 
So far, how are you feeling? Do you feel like these are easy enough? You feel like they're too... Elite? I mean, I already feel good because I'm at three. So, yeah. like, we've got two more. Yeah. So, in the realm of Marvel... Okay. How familiar are you with Marvel? Good. Solid. All right. What specific type of doctor is Stephen Strange? He's a neurologist. That is acceptable answer. That we were looking for neurosurgeon, but we'll take neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. We'll take okay. that. So, so far, you are a new champion at four. Let's go at four. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's get this perfect score. Let's get this perfect score. All right. So he is fighting for the the crowning of the legacy of a pro nerd. So we will see if he gets the last one correct in the realm of Lord of the Rings. Oh, this is my weakest one for sure. <laughs> so we'll see. Like, I love um, Lord of the Rings, but I just don't know a lot about the lore. Okay, okay. So, in Lord of the Rings, there's a character named Bilbo Baggins. Yes. Who gives Frodo an item. Yes. This item is not the ring. What was the name of this item, and what did it do? Oh. Oh, it's the sword! It's the sword. I don't know what the sword's name is, but it lights up when orcs are nearby. So you got 50% of the question correct. We just need the name of the sword. (laughs) He has done remarkably well. He's pieced together all these questions. Oh my God, this makes me so upset. He's pieced together all the questions. He bounced around until the name Tom Marvolo Riddle came into his head. He's doing really well. He got Jorel right, the name of Superman's Kryptonian father. He took no time at all to decipher that Doctor Strange was a neurologist, and he knew Dark Sidious was the name of Chancellor Palpatine in Star Wars. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at the final question. The realm is Lord of the Rings, and he is trying to decipher what was the name of the item that Bilbo gave to Frodo besides the ring. So, Cam Final Mix Hawkins, how do you feel right now? I think it's coming to me. Okay. It's a it's like a one, I mean most swords I guess are one worded, but it's like lots of names of swords in this series. Yes. But I'm like I I remember like I'm thinking of like a scene where like Elijah Wood like says the name of the sword. How many times have you seen this movie? Plenty of times. Plenty of times. I just forgot the name of the sword. Uh, Like, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, while he is thinking of the name of the sword or the item in in question, I just want to remind you that you can get this episode at all your favorite podcast platforms where all all the hosts were were on all the favorite podcast platforms. You know, we're enjoying ourselves in this episode we thank you for listening and while he's thinking of the episode i would like to remind you that if you have a question that you would like to write in for future episodes you can do so at our contact page at the pro nerd report slash contact or reach out to us at the single player experience discord server now without further ado cameron do you have an answer for us yeah i think i do is it i think it's sting is sting the name of the sword Is that your final answer? Yes. I don't know what else it would be. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first winner of the Pro Nerd Trivia question. Cameron, 
final mix, Hawkins, has earned the title of pro nerd. Cameron, how do you feel right now? I feel amazing because I, I I remember uh, there's a scene where Elijah Wood like mentions the sword. So and that like I was just like trying to hone in on that scene. And I was just like, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm glad that I was able to pull out the uh, the stops there because I needed to I needed to excavate that from the back end <laughs> of my brain. But uh, we did it. So which one of the categories kind of gave you the most trouble? Was it had the Harry Potter one? Was it the Lord of the Rings one? It was definitely the Lord of the Rings one, I think, because like, because I knew like what Tom's middle name sounded like, mm-hmm. but I and, I and I knew that started with an M, but I just it was like it took me a second to piece together because I was like literally like picturing the scene where he writes his name on the wall in the Chamber of Secrets, like mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. I was just like, what is that? It was like, but it was like blurry, right? I was like, it was like the part where like the names, like the letters are moving around. Oh, where he writes in uh, the smoke? To, no, it's when he writes the name on the wall and it changes oh, yeah, to yeah. I mm-hmm. am Lord Voldemort. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about like that, but I kept on thinking like the only picture that was given me for a while was when the when everything was moving already. Mm-hmm. So it was just jumbled up letters. And I was like, wait, no. Um, but I, yeah, I finally added it together. The Sting one, I was just like, I really just like was just thinking like in depth, like, like if I could find it anywhere, because I, yeah, I was like, I knew it was the sword. And then I was like, well, what is the name? And I was thinking between both the Hobbit movies and the Lord of the Ring movies, like, I feel like that they mentioned it at some point. So yeah, and I wasn't even sure. I just like guessed because I didn't want to hold up the entire time. No, no, you did really well. You did really well. I have, you know, congratulations. You're our first pro nerd champion. You've earned the title of professional nerd, you know, like a title that no other has had before you. So you're in the Hall of Fame category on the pro nerd report. And I would like to, you know, like reach out and congratulate you because like you've done something, a feat here that no other man, (laughs) no other mortal has ever done before. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, that said, uh, one last thing. I have two questions for you before we wrap up. The first one is, do you have a piece of advice for people, just general pieces, whether it be just a commonly good phrase that you would like to impart upon the audience or just a dope quote, anything that you would like to impart? Oh, man. Being kind is free. Like the games that you like. You know, fuck the haters. Enjoy what you like. Kingdom Hearts 2 is the greatest game ever made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I think I'm, I think I'm good there. I like how you preferenced uh, the Kingdom Hearts live by saying, you know, like the games that you like, fuck the haters. Kingdom Hearts is the best game of all time. Yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I got you. That's some dope That's some dope, dope advice. So before we go, though, where can the good people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cam Final Mix. I also stream very occasionally on twitch.tv slash Cam Final Mix. I would like to stream more in the future, but it's just, you know, figuring out the time to do so and what games to play and things like that. I, you know, have my podcast, Unlocking Kingdom Hearts. We're currently, we just finished 358 over two days. So we're four games in. We're about to, uh, we're, our next episode's on Birth by Sleep, um, which will come when it's good and ready. Uh, it is very much a podcast where the episodes come out when they come out, uh, you know, because there's four of us. We're all like trying to take, find the time to play these games on top of our other work, which on top of our video game work for some of us that aren't, you know that don't have a full-time job in games yet so um it is something that we are taking slow and steady but you know you can listen to that on 
any of your you know podcast services around the globe. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap for today's episode. Cam, thank you so much for being a part of it. Congratulations again for knocking out the Pro Nerd Trivia Challenge. You absolutely nailed it. And, you know, you've been a dope guest. I would love to have you back anytime you're available. You're you're of part of the Pro Nerd Hall of Fame now, as well as the fam. So thank you again for being a part of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, whenever you want me on, just uh, just holler at me. Oh, for sure. I'll send the, the distress cam signal into the sky and, <laughs> and we'll get you back onto the show. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Until next time, peace. That's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out to Cam Hawkins for being on the show today. I also want to remind you that if you have questions that you'd like to be featured on the show, you can write those in at the pronerdreport.com slash contact page. You can also write in on our single player experience discord server. The single player experience discord server is also a great place to meet other single player gamers to talk about the good single player experiences that you've had lately or to just get feedback on your video game backlog list. The link to join the free single player experience discord server is in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay gaming, stay safe, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace.